Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Verse 12, even so you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, now he's talking to those uh, Corinthians in the church there in Corinth, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. So he's saying, <clears throat> you Christians in the church in Corinth, you, you want to be zealous for spiritual gifts. That's a good thing. But do it for the edification of the church. So we should be zealous for spiritual gifts. All of us should be praying for spiritual gifts. And we all should continue to pray, Lord, help us to identify the gifts. And then notice he says, seek to excel. So we should be praying, Lord, help me to develop the gifts that you've given me. Why? So I can edify the body of Christ to get better at building others up with whatever gift or whatever it is that you're doing in my life. And so Paul's saying that gifts are not to show off. Gifts are to edify, to build up, to help one another. And it doesn't matter what your gift is, what you do, that you should be seeking God to excel in it and to edify the body of Christ. And so, you know, if you teach Sunday school, you should want to get better at teaching Sunday school, at connecting with the kids, at helping them to understand God's word and God's truths, right? So the Bible tells us in 1 Timothy 4, 14, do not neglect the gift that is in you. And I love verse 15. Meditate on these things and give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. So Paul is saying that, you know, we, we should be seeking to develop whatever it is that God's given us. Because whatever gift God's given you, <clears throat> it, it isn't at full strength when you first start using it. So for example, if God's given you the gift of teaching, and you have never taught a Bible study, you're not as skilled at teaching, even though God's given you the gift of teaching, as if you taught Sunday school for five years, right? <clears throat> because if you teach Sunday school all the time, you're developing that skill. You, and the kids in there are great, right? You're, you prepare for your Sunday school class, and then you're kind of going on and on, and then any questions? And then the kids are like, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, they're so helpful. <laughs> you know, they, they help you get it together, right? I mean, uh, but... He's telling us that we need to develop those things. And so whatever it is that you do, we should seek to excel. And I think this is an important truth. Whether you're working on pro presenter upstairs, you know, doing the songs during worship on the big screen, or whether you're an usher or a greeter, or you work in the coffee shop, or whatever you do, you're doing it as unto the Lord, right? You're making coffees. You want to make them correctly, the right recipe. <clears throat> if you're, you know, working in the coffee shop or whatever you're doing, uh, you just want to do your best and you want to seek to excel and grow in it. And, and that really should motivate every Christian to want to do their best for at whatever they do for the Lord. Now, that's what Paul is telling the, the Corinthian church because <clears throat> they kind of had this other idea. In verse 13, he says, Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. So he's saying, I really don't know even what I'm saying when I'm praying in tongues. Verse 15, what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with understanding. So he's saying, you know, if I pray in tongues, I can also pray, pray in English, or for him, uh, wasn't English. But uh, I will sing in this with the Spirit, and I will also sing with understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, how 
will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks since he does not understand what you say? And, and so you all know amen means uh, I agree with that or so be it, right? So if somebody says something and I agree with it, I say amen, right? Whatever it is. But he's saying you can't say amen if you don't even know what they're saying. So in other words, Paul's also saying at church that you can't say amen, right? Because he's saying if I'm at church and somebody agrees with something, you can say amen, right? <clears throat> and so verse 17 for you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. So if someone speaks in tongues at church, they're getting edified, but there's no interpreter, then nobody else is getting edified. And that's Paul's point. Now, does it seem like that Paul is kind of belaboring this point of tongues for 17 verses? He is. Okay, verse 18. I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. So now he says, hey, I speak more, more tongues than all of you guys. In verse 19, yet, now does he say, that's the most important gift. Everybody needs to speak in tongues in order to be saved. Is that what he's going to say next? <clears throat> Verse 19. Yet, in the church, I would rather speak five words with understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. Right? So Paul's saying, I would rather just say five words in a language that you understand than 10,000 words in a tongue. Right? Because, uh, in other words, the, the church service uh, is a place where People should be edified, as he talked about before. When you come to church, there should be edification, being built up, exhortation, stirred up, comfort, right? Lift us up. Ephesians 4.11 says, when he talks about gifts, and he says there, he himself, God, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Why? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So over and over and over again, when you read about gifts, the Bible talks about God gives us gifts and talents and abilities to edify the body of Christ. The perp, one of the purposes of the church is for the edification of the body of Christ. So Paul's saying, if everybody's speaking in tongues at the same time, who's getting edified? And the answer we just read in the first 18 verses, 19 verses, is nobody, right? So when I went to that church as a young kid, and everybody's singing in tongues, or whatever they were doing, I don't know if they were singing or speaking, who knows? Uh, I didn't know what they were doing, but it didn't benefit me all, other than just, you know, I thought it was cool. But, uh, but that's not really the purpose of the church is to impress young people to be weird, right? But uh, verse 19, he says, brethren, do not be children in understanding. Now, he's talking to the church in Corinth. However, in malice be babes, but in understanding be mature. So Paul's saying, understand what I'm saying. Now, you, he's saying you Corinthians think that you're spiritually mature because you speak in tongues. But you have all kinds of problems in church. You speak in tongues, but you're getting drunk at church. There's sexual immorality going on that you're proud about and tolerant of. And yet you speak in tongues. So you think you're mature. So he's saying, <clears throat> you guys need to understand what I'm saying. Verse 21. In the law it is written. So now Paul's going to quote scripture from the Old Testament. In the law it is written, with men of other tongues and other lips, I will speak to this people. And yet for all that, they will not hear me, says the Lord. So this was a prophecy in Isaiah, and it was a warning to God's people because of their disobedience to God that they would hear the Assyrians speak in the Assyrian language in the streets in Jerusalem because of their disobedience to God. And, and so why does he bring that up? Why does he point out that the Assyrians spoke a foreign language in Israel? <clears throat> well, verse, but he says, uh, and for all that, they, God said, they didn't hear me. Verse 22, therefore... Tongues are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers, right? So he's talking about, in, in verse 21, you know, uh, people who didn't believe God's word, so they heard these tongues of these Assyrians in their city. But prophesying 
is not for unbelievers, but for those who believe. Now, on the day of Pentecost, when they spoke in tongues, it was a sign to the unbelievers, the supernatural power of God working in these people. Remember, we read that verse where they heard people speaking in tongues, and they understood it in their language, and so it was a sign to them. Verse 23, therefore, if the whole church comes together in one place, and all speak in tongues, and they come in and there come in those who are uninformed or unbelievers. So we're having a church service, and then some non-Christians come into the church service. He calls them unbelievers. Will they not say, you guys are out of your mind? <laughs> right? What he's saying is, if unbelievers come into a church and everybody's speaking in tongues at the same time, the unbelievers will say, you people are crazy. Now, some of you are thinking, well, Pastor Bob, when you first got saved, you went to a church where they were all speaking in tongues. You thought it was cool. That's because I was crazy. He's saying a normal person comes to church, hears all that, they think they're crazy. Now, typically, uh, you know, someone comes into a church like that, and they're concerned, and they're like, whoa, thank God that they're, the fire marshal makes exits in this place. Where are you? They want to get out of there. So, and, and I've heard people tell me stories where they have been in churches, and you know, things got a little crazy, and they ran out of there. I mean, my personality is that I want to see some, see what goes on. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm kind of a curious person. You know, back in the 80s, they would do all kinds of weird things at churches. And on vacation, I always wanted to go to a weird church to see the weirdness. And my wife was always like, you have a problem. We should not go to weird churches so you can see the weirdness. But I'm like, I know, but I go to a Calvary Chapel, I never get to see weirdness. I mean, I want to I see some weirdness. <clears throat> so then one time I got her to go to this church that I thought was going to be some slaying and some craziness. And they were normal. It was just like, ah, anyway. But uh, you're like, Pastor Bob, you have problems. I know. Pray for me. So, uh, <clears throat> but I don't really want to see it anymore. Well, because they don't do it anymore. <laughs> anyway, but uh, because you know what? They're, they're just fads, right? They're trends. The whole, all that stuff, it comes and goes. But God's word's been around for thousands of years, right? And so uh, that's what Paul's getting at. So in verse 24, he says, but if all prophesy, now he's, he's comparing tongues, prophecy. If all prophesy and an unbeliever or an uninformed person comes in, then what happens? He's convinced by all. He is convicted by all. So what is prophecy? Prophecy is speaking forth the word of God through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So if an unbeliever comes to church and sees somebody speaking God's word by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, what is he saying? That person gets convicted, and that person then gets drawn to the Lord, and they get saved, right? And that happens at church all the time. You know, people come to normal churches that teach the Bible, and the Holy Spirit speaks through pastors, and people get convicted. It happened to me. I came and sat in the back row to Calvary Chapel, and I didn't have a Bible. They gave me one, <clears throat> and as I'm reading it, and the pastor's just teaching the Word of God, man, I was like, whoa. The Holy Spirit just convicted me, and like, Bob, you need to repent, and you need to stop doing these things you're doing, and, and I remember just thinking, well, that was weird. I'm gonna come back and see if that happens next week, <laughs> and then I'd come back, get the Bible out, and, and it was like, Everything the pastor was saying, he didn't know my name. He didn't know who I was. I came late to make sure I didn't have to shake anybody's hand, and then I left early so that no one could see me. And, like, and I'm sitting in the back like, how does he know about my life? I, the Holy Spirit was convicting me, and I didn't know what was going on. It was like, whoa, right? But Paul's saying that's part of the normal Christian church. In verse 25, <clears throat> he says, and thus the secrets of his heart are revealed. So when a pastor's teaching the word of God through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, then the secrets of the unbeliever's heart are revealed to him. So falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is truly among you. And that's exactly what happens to many people. They come to church, and sometimes people come to church here, and they'll come up to me after church and say, Pastor Bob, you know what you talked about today was exactly what I'm going through in life, and that's exactly what I needed to hear. And, you know, I'm looking at him like, well, praise the Lord. That was the Lord, because I don't know anything about your life, and, you know, but, but it's God. And that's what Paul's getting at here, right? Only God can do that. 
Only God can speak to 100 or 200 people at the same time about 200 different things going on in their lives. I have people come up to me and say, Pastor Bob, you know, last week when you were talking about tithing, you know, I was so convicted, and I'm going to start tithing. And I'm like, I didn't teach on tithing last week. <laughs> it's just like, but it's the Holy Spirit speaking to them, right? And so that's normal when we're t- going through the Word of God. The Holy Spirit speaks to people, and it happens by understanding, not by, you know, any other weirdness, but just by simple, as he said, teaching God's Word in a way that's simple, easy to understand. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday, with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, We'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you. May you have a great day. Today is the day you